0: Welcome back to Southern Pride Storytime. Last time we talked, we met the Princess uh, Fiordelisa and her evil, ugly stepsister, the Princess Turatella, and her evil and much more intelligent stepmother, the Queen, and her fairly passive, uninterested father, the King. I do want to make a note here, just because I feel that it is important that in the original story by Andrew Lang, the prince in my story is actually the king of a separate kingdom in Andrew Lang's story. I did change it to call him the prince just because he doesn't have a first name and the king who is the father of Fiordelisa doesn't have a, a name. And so, you know, that's fairly common in fairy tales. But I thought Fiordelisa's father is mentioned just enough as the king that it might make it a little confusing as to which king is which king when they're all just called the king. So I switched the young king, the suitor, to make him a prince just to have a distinction between the two characters. I hope that that doesn't make any of you purists a little too furious. It just uh, makes it easier in this format rather, you know, since it's not like a a visual format like a movie. It just makes it gives it a little more clarity as to which gentleman is which. Uh, with that kind of caveat out of the way, I jump into the bluebird part two. Turritella kept her mantle wrapped closely around her and spoke with the fairy Mozilla alone when they first arrived at her palace to catch her up on the story. The fairy knew they had a big job in front of them. Mozilla then presents Turritella to the prince as his fiance, The prince is furious when Turritella even shows him the engagement ring that he put on her, making it clear that he was fooled the entire time. The fairy is mad at him for being mad, and uh, says, you know, what kind of prince are you coming up here in a, a a coach drawn by frogs, and all of that kind of thing, which That, on a side note, is because the prince is friends with an enchanter. And so he gave him this fancy froggy coach to go greet the woman who would be his wife, thinking that this was going to be some awesome occasion. And uh, instead it was a fairy godmother-based trap. Not cool. I do appreciate that the prince here recognizes as soon as he sees Turatella's face that this is not the girl that he signed up for. I get so sick of princes like uh, Cinderella's Prince Charming, who <laughs> who has to try on her shoe because he didn't get a good look at her face. It's kind of weird. Um, I appreciate that this prince is at least on top of it enough to know what the girl in question looks like. Anyway, the fairy Mozilla magically froze his feet to the floor when he tried to renege on his engagement and just, you know, leave. He was going to just peace out of there. And she's like, no. So he still insists that he will marry no one but Fjorda Lisa even as the fairy and Turritella nag and wept and scream and rage at him for 20 days and 20 nights. At that point, like if I were Turritella, I wouldn't even want to marry him because if, if somebody is that determined not to marry you to where they will be up all night and all day putting up with screaming and ranting and weeping and annoyance for that long just to not marry you. Would you really want to be bound to that person the rest of your life? I don't know. Sounds crazy. Anyway. Um, the fairy finally says that if he breaks his promise with Torritella, the prince will do penance for seven years. He said that he'd gladly do anything to get away from Torotella, who immediately throws another tantrum. Again, why would you want to marry somebody who disliked you that much? I don't know. The fairy Mozilla turns the king into a big, beautiful blue bird with a crown of white feathers and sends him out the window to the thickest, darkest part of the woods. Mazzella then sent Turritella back to the queen, who was waiting to see how the wedding had gone. When she learned what had happened, she took out all of her anger on Fiordelisa by dressing Turritella in a crown and royal mantle so that Fiordelisa would think that the prince had married Turritella. That is just mean. Like, okay. The queen is definitely not a nice lady, but that is mean. Oh my goodness. The next night... The queen tells the king that Fiordelisa was so embarrassingly obsessed with the prince, who had never shown any interest at all in her. Was he not at this feast? What what the heck, right? Anyway, she must stay in her tower until she comes to her senses. He tells her anything is up to her, because he pretty much gives her free reign when it comes to the girls, which is a terrible idea. Fiordelisa cries at her window every night until eventually the prince slash blue bird finds her. He catches her up on his curse and everything going on. She's skeptical at first because she had seen his ring on Turatella's finger, but eventually he talks her into believing the whole story. I mean, why else would you be chilling out as a bird if nothing weird had happened, right? During the day, the bluebird flies back to his own castle and brings back a diamond ring to give Fjordelisa. The next night, she promises to wear it always. They spoke all night. And the next day he flew home and chose two bracelets, each cut from a single emerald for the princess. The following night he gave her a watch set into a single pearl. Then they talked all night again. Over and over he brought her beautiful gifts and she wore them to please him. But during the day she hid them in her straw mattress. The blue bird would sit in a nearby fir tree and sing to the princess when he was not out getting treasures for her. Don't these people ever sleep? My gosh. Anyway, in two years, sped right by, so he's only got five years left of his sentence, guys. The queen, on the other hand, was getting desperate. She had contacted every kingdom she knew of, and every prince said that he would happily marry Fiordelisa, but not You Girls, you can get away with a good personality or good looks or have both, but if you have neither, you're in trouble. She was so angry that she burst into Fiordelisa's tower at midnight one night to let out her anger and rage on her, only to discover the princess in her jewels at the window with the blue bird. Fiordelisa quickly shut the window so that the bird could escape while she stood still and let the queen scream at her. The queen asked where the jewels came from, and Fiordelisa said, truthfully enough, that she got them there in the tower. So the queen decided to search the princess's apartment. She and Turatella searched the room and find the straw mattress filled with jewels. During the search, the queen also hid a packet of false letters to make it look like Ferdelisa was conspiring with her father's enemies and chose the chimney to hide them with. Fortunately, the blue bird was perched on the top of the chimney and m- warned the princess what the queen was up to. The mystery voice spooked the queen and Turatella so much that they ran off. The queen sent one of her maids to wait on Fiordelisa and pretend to be stupid so that she could then spy on the girl. And Fiordelisa, of course, saw through this obvious situation because uh, she hasn't been allowed a servant up until now. Why does she suddenly get a servant once the queen wants to know where she got all her jewelry from? Of course she's a spy. So Fiordelisa, you know, uh, pretended to not ever see the bluebird again. She just kind of played along and dealt with this spying servant girl until eventually when the servant had been awake for a whole month, day and night spying on the princess, she could not hold back anymore and fell asleep. When she did, Fjordalisa saw the prince again. But after the third night of this, the maid was not sleeping quite as deeply and uh, just kind of decided to fake it. And, eavesdropped on the entire conversation between Fjordelisa and the bird. Do you want to know what happens next? I bet you do, and I'm excited to tell you next time. Thanks for tuning in.